Hello everyone, today I have a great call scheduled with uh, two gentlemen from, uh, I think they said Bulgaria. Uh, they do, are planning to do e-commerce together and they wanted to know how, how to do it. One's a citizen, a resident of the US and one lives and works in Bulgaria. How can they partner together to have a successful business and not pay too much taxes? Well, that's exactly what we talk about in our call today. You're gonna love it, so stay tuned. Let's get to it. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Nice to meet you too, guys. Let me see, read these notes. You are structuring your dropshipping business. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, cool, so I guess uh, thanks for scheduling the call. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourselves and what's going on? Well, uh, I'm Christian. I live in Florida and reside here. Um, from Bulgaria originally. Alex is a friend of mine who resides in Bulgaria and uh, he's been into that. Uh, he had the idea for starting a dropshipping business. He actually started and we got into talking and uh, I like investing in other businesses as well. So I decided to partner with him and help him out with, you know, credit cards. Uh, if I need to structure an LLC from here, because it's not impossible to open one from a different country, but it's easier when you're here. You know, I can open LLC in like three minutes. Well, it's not, well any, anyone can open an LLC really easy. It's, it's the, uh, the ancillary stuff like the bank accounts and the uh, payment processors and stuff is easier when you have a U.S. resident. The opening an LLC is, is like, I mean, you can pay someone $200 and do it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's all the other stuff. It's all the other stuff that being a U.S. resident makes easier. So, um, yeah, sure. That's definitely easier. So, uh, we'll have a couple of questions to start. Uh, and you tell me from there, how and what LLC should we create and what would be more beneficial, like an LLC or a corporation? Um, keep in mind, I'm not super knowledgeable about C-Corp, S-Corp. I just got into learning about them. So as a, is it better to open a partnership or what type of LLC we should start with? Well, there's different ways to do it. Um, those are, I mean, those are good questions and this is always the, the complicated part, right? So an LLC is passed through and if, um, you're, you're, you're Christian. So Alex has his own LLC and he's doing all his work from Bulgaria. Then he, he's from Bulgaria, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, correct. So, so Alex has all his work from Bulgaria. He wouldn't pay any taxes from his LLC. However, if you guys have a partnership together, uh, you, it would be U.S. source income because Alex, or because Christian is here and he's a U.S. resident and he's a partner. So it's you doing business in the United States because you have a U.S. Um, uh, citizen partner. And what that means is that on all of your profits, the partnership should withhold 37% of the income attributed to uh, Alex. And uh, then Alex can file a personal return and request a refund for the income that's for the difference in the actual tax computed and the 37% because that's the max amount. Mm -hmm. uh, another way to do it would be to have a corporation and the corporation would pay tax on profits. But what you would do is you can pay, Christian can have a salary um, for his, whatever he, whatever you guys say is right for Christian to get paid. And then Alex can pay, get paid a salary for whatever he wants to get paid. And that can get paid to a separate LLC or that can get paid to a Bulgarian account. And that way you can lower the amount of profits that the U.S. Corp would have 
and therefore pay less U.S. taxes. It's, it's generally going to be a little easier for um, for Alex this way because there's no withholding and double filing. Basically, you just file a corporate tax return and, and Alex gets paid whatever you guys think it's right for him to get paid. So are you talking about S-Corp? I'm talking about, uh, you can't have an S-Corp. I'm talking about a C-Corp. C-Corp. Okay, I'm super unfamiliar with C-Corp. I just started reading about S-Corp. So uh, I need to dig in more into and that. S so and S-Corp <laughs> can't have any non-resident partners. S-Corp is only oh, for residents. I did not know that. So we basically, I hop on some business and register a C-Corp after this call, list both of us as partners. Is that? That, that, that could, that could, that could uh, you, you could both be, like you'd be president. You could both be president or CEO or whatever title you want to give yourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, is that the route you suggest us uh, take? It's probably, probably easier. You just have to do it right. Okay. okay. What, is, what is doing a right entails? Um, making sure you pay yourself, document what you're doing and then pay yourselves um, uh, before the end of the year, maybe document how you're deciding to pay yourselves and make sure that um, you send the money to the right place in Bulgaria. I don't know. I'm not really sure yeah. how, how you'd be doing it. I'm and thinking then like filing a, your taxes at the end of the year for the yeah, company. I'm, I'm thinking like bank wire because it leaves paper trail. I'm guessing that's the like it's wiring. Generally, that's generally the easiest way. I mean, I don't even know how else you would send money there. Like bank wire is probably going to be the best way. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there any way not to avoid i wrote here i wrote here how to avoid sales tax not to avoid but because we're reselling we don't want to pay tax on the items so you're wholesaling yeah when, when we're drop shipping do we pay any sales tax whatsoever you do you pay you don't pay sales tax when you buy the items you pay sales tax when you sell the items is there a way for us to avoid that by not selling anything to ultimate consumers by wholesaling. Um, I guess you, you could avoid, if you use Amazon, they pay it for you. I mean, really, you don't pay the sales tax. You, you collect the sales tax and then you remit the sales tax. It's not like a, it doesn't affect your bottom line other than the having to actually do it because, um, you know, you, you, you just charge it to your customers and you send it to the state. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not, there's no, it doesn't really affect your bottom line apart from the compliance aspect of doing it. Mm -hmm. Is that automatic or we just, at the end of the year, we basically calculate how much sales tax we need to send to the state? Uh, how are you going to sell? You guys going to just use like Shopify? You have your own store? No, no, we will selling on the marketplaces, uh, such a Facebook marketplace, uh, eBay, Amazon, Walmart. So Amazon and eBay, I'm not sure about Walmart, most of the big retailers do it for you. So they will collect and remit the sales taxes on your behalf. That's I'm good. fairly certain nice. eBay Sounds does good. it and so does Amazon, but you have to double check. But the, most of the big real retailers like that in the, in the reselling will, will do it for you. So you don't have to worry about it really. Mm -hmm. uh, about IT, like basically when I file now for a C-Corp, I'm going to get a EIN, right? Yeah. Alex mentioned something about ITIN that he thinks he needs to get. Is that true or? 
if he's working with you, if you guys are partnering together, he doesn't really need it because you can use your social instead for everything. And he, and he wouldn't really need an ITIN. An ITIN is like a social security number for non-residents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm not familiar with that. He explained exactly that to me, but I'm like, I don't know. I never need it or. Well, okay. you don't, you have a social security number, I assume. So you yeah. wouldn't need it. But, and now that yeah. since he's partnering with you, he wouldn't really need it either. Okay. So That's we don't nice. need that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's much easier too, because people like an ITIN starts with nine. So everyone knows it's an ITIN. Um, so, so socials are generally better. Like you can have a PayPal account with no issues with a social. Yeah. I actually have a exactly like business PayPal accounts. It was yeah. no problem. Too close. Yes. Sorry. No problem. Now earlier we talked with Alex. He said, should we report like every transaction to the IRS? Uh, but I'm not sure what he meant by that because we, we joined on the call. So we didn't really have time to discuss it. Like what do you mean every transaction? Is there anything like that going on? Like every sale we need to. No, report? it's not. Well, in terms of, I guess what he's probably referring to is like, you don't, there's no like, um, you wouldn't even know because you, you're living here, but in other countries, there's like requirements to report um, sales and bank transactions to the banks and tell them like what you're doing and tell them what everything is about. You don't really need to do that. In terms of the, the tax reporting at the end of the year, what we'll do is pull your bank statements and organize all the transactions and then prepare whatever financial statements using the transactions of what happened in your bank account. So that's, I, I, but I, that's what he means by reporting all the, all the transactions. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, basically. Is. Uh, I have one more question as a partner. Uh, should I report uh, any income uh, in United States or uh, in Bulgaria? Probably in Bulgaria, because what you're doing now is you're going to have a C Corp and the C Corp is going to pay you um, pay salary. you like a salary for your work being done in Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Okay. And is the taxes remind me of, I, I don't know why I forgot that. Or I, I, I don't know if I ever knew it. Uh, we filed the taxes as citizens up to April 15, but the company, I think they file on the date of inception or something like that. If the I open operation is also yeah. April 15th. Ah, okay. So if I open the company today, I still need to file taxes for, for 2020. Up on to April 15th. 15th, yeah. Okay. Would you suggest this to open the company in, you know, 20 days on the 1st of January or something like that? If they're not going to do anything between yeah, now and I mean, then. I don't think we're going to make anything. I mean, again, it's not hard to, if you have no activity, all you, you could probably, if you didn't file, nothing would probably happen. Florida is more aggressive than the IRS, to be honest with you, if you use Florida company um but if, if you don't file nothing will probably happen or you could just file blank returns mm -hmm. you know 41120 put your name at the top put all the information at the top and then just mail that in it's going to be yeah. nothing on it i use a cpa because i have two other businesses and obviously i'm a you know better pay a professional that studied all their life instead of doing it myself yeah sure uh, so i just go to her and yeah she's, she's gonna know what to do i guess all right how we report taxes first as an LLC and then as an individual or not? Because Alex has that idea that we need to pay taxes on the LLC and then when we take profits, he needs to pay taxes on that profit that he takes home, which I don't agree with. What is the actual answer to this? Well, you're not using an LLC. So you're using um, a C Corp, okay, yeah. He would have to, I mean, if he's partnering with you, he would have to. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there though. So I'm glad you scheduled a call with me. 
because there, there is a lot of misinformation. Uh, but yes, if he, if he's, if you guys do it right and you guys are partners in a partnership, technically the partnership should send his portion, 37% of his portion of the profits to the IRS. And then he would file a personal tax return to get money back. Mm -hmm. But with C Corp, we don't need to do that because it's a C Corp. He just has to pay in Bulgaria, uh, whatever the law is there. And I have to pay taxes on my salary here, whatever the law is here and whatever is left over. Whatever's left over, you would pay tax for in the U.S. on on, on the C Corp. On the C Corp, the C -Corp okay. still pays taxes. Gotcha. How to get a sales tax license? Uh, this is something uh, Alex can explain maybe more. Uh, a license yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, go ahead. Uh, we should apply in Florida because the entity is based in Florida. So we actually have some really good videos um about getting a resale certificate in in florida on our on our youtube channel too so um that's i mean if you need a resale certificate then you can do that if if you're only selling on amazon and ebay in places where they pay the sales taxes for you you probably don't have to actually register because they're going to do it all for you mm -hmm. so you need it on places that they don't do it for you yeah like if you have your own website or if you uh and, and a lot of these like if they like if you still in shopify and use a plugin you still might need to register um for mm -hmm. certain states and and the threshold is 200 items for many states which isn't very much 200 items are hundred thousand dollars in sales so you can get to 200 items pretty quickly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for, yeah for most people and then the last question i have here but we don't have lc is how to how we withdraw money from the lc or from the c corp but you you already explained that we well, you you explained that wire transfer is what you're going to do yeah wire transfer we just disperse disperse the salary to me and to him and then whatever's left into the company we either reinvest and when you reinvest i don't think you need to pay tax on the profit because it's going to come as a write-off but whatever is left uh you pay the c corp well you need to do it right from an accounting standpoint i mean if the c corp has if you make a hundred thousand dollars and then you don't send any of it out, then it looks like you made a hundred thousand dollars. If you, if you um, say it's salary and then reinvest it, you just have to account for it the right way and put it in your books yeah. the right way. Yeah. That's what the accountant will do obviously. Cause uh, again, I'm totally for paying someone who studied that all their life to do it. than me learning it for one month and think that I know everything. Yeah, Alex, do you have any questions? Because uh, we're kind of done with the questions that I have. No, that's it overall. Uh, most of the questions. So we're just trying to have a meeting with you before we, because we talked like a week ago or so, because we want to start selling on Marketplace and I want everything to be legit. I don't want to intermingle. Uh, I have real estate and I have a, a ATMs and vending machine business. What they're two separate businesses. I didn't want to intermingle all of them because I could have basically tagged that to whatever, to the ATM business, for example, to the LLC there, but it's LLC. And I'm like, I don't know if LLC is the right way to do it. Then I don't know if we should do LP. Uh, I don't know if it should be C Corp or both of us have, uh, or both of us have S corporations and come into a partnership into an LLC with the S corporations. I don't know if you, uh, you know. Does, you, you know does your, about, right? your current CPA do international stuff at all? Not sure. I've never asked her. Because I've, I've never done it, so I've never really had 
to ask that question. So with a foreign, um, the foreign corp, you still, you might have a form 5472 um, reporting requirements. So just make sure you ask uh, your CPA about that to make sure that they uh, file those forms if they're required. Okay. I mean, I have uh, foreign investors, which we just, what we do is I, I uh, they invest the money, they wire it to the account for the uh, LLC. And then when I pay dividends, they come as a write-off and whatever they do with those dividends is their business into the country of origin, right? That's pretty much how we do it so far. Okay. You know, I, they're not really now, dividends. I mean, from what like dividends are after tax profit, dis, like disbursement of profits after taxes. So it's not really, they're not really dividends. They're like commissions, I would say. So not dividends, commissions. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say that differently in case, so an IRS agent calls you and they say, Hey, and it gets confused and get a carry a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually the first year I'm going to be sending that. Cause I started in the beginning of the year, uh, with, with foreign investors. So I haven't filed it yet. How's so it going well. with the vending machines and ATMs? I'm fairly new. So, so far it's going okay. Uh, I have pretty much everything you can put a coin in, but, uh, it's, it's not as easy as before COVID, obviously, because a lot of restaurants are still recovering, but I'm looking for new accounts. Um, it's, I'm not a gazillionaire yet, so it, it's a slow grind. There is no over, overnight money success, unless you play the lottery, I guess. But uh, it's going, I'm pushing through it, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's not a if it doesn't deal. work out, you have a ton of vending machines in your house, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have two ATMs in my living room right now. Yeah, you get two ATMs. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to install one today, so it's how it is, you know? It's, two ATMs in my living room. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, when when, when um, the other day we watched the Tyson fight, people came in and was like, what, what is this, man? Like, I'm like, oh, you want to take some money out? Take some yeah, money. Take, it works. Like, try it, it works, yeah. Yeah. But it's like everything else got to hustle and grind, you know? So. Yeah. I like the ATM business. I think it's fun, but it sucks when everyone's at home. Like it's, it's a waste. I'm yeah, not thinking, I was thinking about like, uh, I was walking through different buildings of friends here. I'm in Miami and um, like some buildings have ATMs in the bottom and some don't. And I think it's pretty convenient to have an ATM in, in a building full of people. So yeah. Yeah. I haven't started doing uh, apartment complexes yet. Um, in Jacksonville. Uh and I have one account in Miami, but I use a loader there. But uh, I will definitely go the next few days and start, you know, offering that to the managers and see what the response is. Because we'll see how it is. Obviously, at the end of the day, you need a good account that makes a lot of transactions. Because if they make five transactions a month, you're going to steal money in 15 years, which... Yeah. Yeah. Five a month is very small. It's nothing, yeah. I mean, I had an account actually that is five a month. I pulled the machine out, but you never know. You got to try... Five and... a month, probably the same person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one guy. You have one guy using an ATM. It's VIP ATM. Yeah, but I'm very curious and interested about uh, taxes and the tax code. Uh, I think as an American, it's everybody's duty to deduct as much as they can. Because if you do that, it's... that means that means you're investing in exactly what the government wants you to invest, which is great. Because that's what you need to do as a citizen. If you invest whatever they tell you to. It's great. That's, You're that's funny. I've never heard it like that. It's everyone's duty to pay as little tax. It's like your duty to pay as little as, as possible. I like that. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, that's like, uh, I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that. That's going to be my <laughs> motto now. I'm not, I'm not putting this call up anymore. <laughs> but, but you, when I, when I say that people react weirdly, but I'm like, listen, if you, the government tells you, Hey, we need to boom this type of uh, uh, field of work. 
And to do it, for example, in real estate, we have a lot of 1031 exchanges. We got a lot of deduction, depreciation, stuff like that. Yeah. So in order for somebody to make me invest into that, they need to give me an incentive. And if they give me an incentive, it's my civil duty to invest there as an American. So That's I do we it. have your research and development credits that you want to incentivize research and development. Yeah. Gas and oil is the best. I don't have, I don't have investments there yet, but I just read about it. That it's one of the best uh, uh, incentives there. All right, man. Well, if Alex doesn't have any more questions, uh, I don't. Thank you very much for taking that uh, call. Oh, thank you, guys. Nice meeting both thank of you. Thank you once again for your time. Likewise. Reach out if you need any uh, other help. Yes, sir. Okay. Have a good one, Bye. man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that call went really well. Uh, those guys are really nice. They have a e-commerce business, very direct questions right to the point. It is possible to have a partner outside the U.S. It's generally easier with the corporation, in my opinion, from a compliance perspective than to send money and ask for it back. I don't like it. Those forms are harder too. It's much easier to use a corporate return. And don't forget to file your 5472s with your corporation. So, you know, I guess that's it. If you like the video, please leave me that thumbs up. It's very helpful. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be uh, notified when we have another video coming out for you. And if you want to talk to me yourself, I'm going to be wrapping up these calls. I'm not going to be doing them forever. So you better get on it right away while I'm still doing it. And, uh, you know, thanks for your time. And I will talk to you and see you on the next call. Thank you.